In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Zephan Blacksburg is host of the hit podcast series, Year of Purpose. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Life Rescripted. Zephan was recently featured on an episode of Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. He does individual coaching and has a video production company. Welcome, Zephan. How are you today? Hey, John, I'm doing great. It's uh, the weather's finally cleared up. It's warm outside. Got to eat my breakfast out on the back deck and uh, enjoy the sunshine. Perfect way to start off the day, isn't it? Yeah, man. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Zephan. And I really am excited to share your story with our listeners. So I was wondering, I really only touched a little bit on your background, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Talk about the podcast, the book, and share a little of your journey with our listeners. Yeah, totally. So I'm one of those, I wouldn't call me crazy, but interesting people where, you know, throughout my life, I've done everything from being a pastry chef in a bakery uh, to driving a tractor as a maintenance worker around a summer camp (laughs) to working at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store to now finally owning a business. And um, so when people kind of look at my resume or history, they're like, this guy is totally nuts. But really, I I just want to experience everything. So my history really goes to show that. And it really starts after leaving my full-time job at the Apple Store in May of 2013. And I left to start a video production company in my hometown of Baltimore. And after about a year, year and a half of working in that business, uh, so hard to to build it, uh, not only was it successful, but I didn't necessarily feel successful because I, I wasn't happy. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it wasn't really just about the paycheck. I really had to be doing something more than that. And so I took a little hiatus. I put my life, my business, my friends, everything on hold to couch surf and travel hack my way around the country for two months and really just get to the core of, you know, who am I as a person when you take away the security of knowing where you're going to sleep the next night or uh, having your car with you. You know, it's so easy to be somewhere and be like, oh, my car is here. I can leave anytime I want. Well, when you're halfway across the country, you can't exactly do that. Now you can call an Uber and things like that. But um, the whole adventure really sparked this um, this want for more. You know, it, it was not enough for me to just be a business owner and provide a service to people. Uh, because while, yes, it did help them and, and help their business become more successful, uh, I just I didn't feel like I was making a difference. And so when I got back on January 1st of twenty. Wow, it's it's so hard to like remember the years now, but it's it's 2015, <laughs> so the trip was in 2014. I got back New Year's Day of 2015 and really just kind of thinking about uh New Year's resolutions, things like that, uh and promised to myself that I wasn't going to keep up what I had been doing and that it ha- something had to change. And I had been following podcasts for probably the last six months, tuning into people like Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, uh, John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, uh, and tons of others. And I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to start a podcast. And uh, the Year of Purpose podcast launched at the end of January, uh, hit the new and noteworthy lists like 
24 hours or 48 hours in front page of iTunes. So many people from all over the world were just reaching out and listening. And it was such a neat experience. And I realized at that point that you can definitely make a much larger impact uh, when you go out there and and really just kind of follow what your gut instinct is telling you. And later down the road, uh, the podcast, you know, did amazing. I started writing a book that summer and uh, published Life Rescripted, Find Your Purpose and Design Your Dream Life Before the Curtains Close. And that came out uh, January 3rd of this year, so 2016. And since has sold 3,000 copies and become a number one bestseller. Uh, congratulations. Zevin, you know what I love about your story? I mean, you've done so many different things. And then you took the entrepreneurial leap, starting your own video production company. You were successful in that, but it really didn't get to the core of who you were. And I love that you weren't just satisfied. And, you know, I, I feel like complacency is probably one of our biggest enemies, no matter what we do in life. You know, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting the security. I'm getting the paycheck. And then, you know, years can go by. And it sounds like you just haven't let yourself fall into that trap. And taking that trip really allowed you to kind of explore who you are at your core. And you've been able to, it's a very brave leap to be able to leave a very successful business. And then, you know, on top of that, just try something else that's completely new, completely different. And then here you are. This is fantastic. So congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, the quick thing to mention, too, is that uh, a lot of people point out my age. You know, I'm turning 27 this year, but there's still tons of people out there that are waiting to take the leap. You know, I have a little course online and just to read a few anonymous comments. But, you know, someone said, uh, I have a dream to be financially free by the time I turn 40. That's pretty awesome. Uh, And that's someone who's younger. But then there's someone who came in and um hi my name is so and so i am 61 i have been reinventing my life work since mm. 2008 so mind you it's been 8 years when i started a full t- uh, full-time fine arts degree um and then they went on to share a little bit more about their story but it- it's crazy to see that they're in their 60s and they've taken eight years just to make a leap to go back to school and learn the thing they really wanted to so not only did it take 40 years to get there, but then it took eight years just to make the decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and really, it's I think it's that lesson that, um, you know, when should I start right now? I think it's the lesson, you know, when is it too late? Tomorrow, because we're not guaranteed a tomorrow, right? And so I think what you embody, Zephan, is just having that mindset and, you know, d- taking that leap. So for our listeners, how, I mean, how did you get into that mindset? Because I know that is such a big hurdle. I know it's something I've been, you know, I've struggled with throughout, uh, you know, my different careers and my life and, and being in the entrepreneurial space. So what really was it uh, that kind of set you on that, that path? You know, I think that uh, it's definitely a different experience for someone like me who's experienced uh, feelings of anxiety, panic attacks, uh, has experienced uh, suicide and, and the darker side of things psychologically because you now understand what it feels like to be willing to end your life. So mm. I kind of came from a background of knowing that there's two sides to this coin, right? And I know what both sides feels like and there's one side that feels awesome and there's one side that feels pretty crappy. Yeah. And so for me, a a big part of it lies within my history. But I think that it really got to a point where it was like, I'm at a point right now 
where fortunately, because I'm young, I have no wife, no kids, no nothing. I mean, I have to pay rent and that's about it. And uh, I, I think there were at least two people that turned to me when I told them what I was going to do. And they said, you know, this is the only time in your life where you can royally F this up <laughs> and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And so that for me was was part of it, I think. And then the other part was realizing that, you know, if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it? Right. You know, after I've wasted 10 or 20 years. And it, I think that to talk to the people who are in the older age bracket, who might be married, who might have kids and things that they say hold them back. You know what? It's about your life and your experience. And you only have one experience here. And so it's totally up to you what you're going to make out of it. I get it that you have bills. I get it that you have kids and mouths to feed. But, you know, I think it was, um, I forget who was talking about this. Maybe it was Gary Vaynerchuk. But he was saying, you know, what are you doing from 7 p.m. until 2 o'clock in the morning? Because outside of your job, you still have so many hours left in the day. Yeah. That regardless of whether you're cooking dinner for the family or, you know, running the kids to soccer practice, what are you doing during soccer practice? While well, you're sitting there for an hour and a half, why aren't you working on something that you really want to work on? Yeah, absolutely. I'm reminded of that scene from uh, The Pursuit of Happiness uh, where uh, the Will Smith character, you know, he's he's got to be out of there by 5 p.m. He's in this unpaid internship working at a brokerage house. And so what he does is like he he comes up with a way of making these cold calls without having to, you know, click the uh the hang up button you know he just right. he just he finds a hack that allows him to make his calls more efficiently i mean really that's that's really what it comes down to and he was in as dire a situation as, as he could be in you know with a son and practically being homeless so zevin i think that's really an important lesson that and for moving forward listeners that it's it's about prioritizing your time you can find those pockets of time and it's a matter of what you do with that time and that's one of the reasons why i love podcasts because it's the ultimate commute busters you know we have people who commute to work and i've i've had many listeners tell me and i'm sure you have as well that it's one of the things that breaks up my commute you know when i'm on the train or when i'm in the car and i just think it's such a great way to use your time you know when you have that time where you're just sitting in traffic yeah, I mean, I'm hearing some people will even go and work out at the gym with it. Now, I can't lift weights to anything but like really loud pumping music. <laughs> but for some people, if you're able to go out for a run and tune into it, by all means, yeah. go ahead. My big thing lately, you know, now that it's warming up outside, is I usually get breakfast together and then just go sit out on the deck out back and just play two or three shorter. Uh, I've, you know, some podcasts run longer, some are shorter. I'll find like two or three seven to 10 minute long episodes. And I'll take my half an hour to eat breakfast and I'll catch up on, you know, a couple of podcasts. Yeah, I think that's a great I think that's a great tip for because one of the things that I get from listeners is how do I find time to listen to the podcast? I really want to. And I think that's a great tip that you just shared. I, I'm more of the uh, runner. I run in the morning. So I love piping in those podcasts in the morning and it really helps me get started in the day. But Stefan, this leads perfectly to my next question. So as someone who's done so much and who does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Yeah. So, you know, I, I remember back to like, 
right when I was getting the podcast off the ground and really getting a lot of things in order, you know, I, I got into the best shape of my life by starting uh, rowing and I was rowing three or four days a week. I was lifting three or four days a week. Um, and to stay motivated, you know, I started with those little YouTube videos, you know, those pump up videos where they take like all these movie quotes and put it to some really epic sounding music. And um, I, I don't know, like those really started to stick with me to the point where I kind of had this inner soundtrack of like epic movie soundtrack music. Yeah. And uh, I can just kind of call upon it at any time. But I think a bigger thing for me, too, has been uh, almost like seeing what I'm fighting for in a sense. You know, once I started to speak out and and do things like, you know, the book, I had people from high school who like I would have never really considered friends. They were more acquaintances, but they were reaching out and saying, like, you don't understand how much this has inspired us. And, wow. you know, someone from Scotland emailed me the other day and was like, you know, I, I uh, heard you on Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income. And I wrote up this article about something that you said in your free training online. And I just wanted you to know, like, I featured you in our blog. And I think now that the ball is kind of rolling, in a sense, the more and more people that reach out and really reaffirm that what I'm teaching and trying to put out into the world is helping a lot of people, uh, that just kind of keeps it going. You know, a, a domino, when you knock it over, it actually has the ability to knock over a domino that's 50% larger than it. And I think that's all you have to do is you have to hit that first domino. And once you do the inspiration, the motivation, it just keeps flying through. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And really, really sound advice for our listeners. Zephan, as you well know, part of the entrepreneurial journey is about facing setbacks and failures. And that's just part of life. So I was wondering if you can share with our listeners a time a particular time when you failed and you you hit what seemed like that wall that maybe that domino that felt like it wouldn't push over and a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course yeah a, a big thing for me it's i've reframed the way that i look at failure in a sense but i've definitely found that in running a video business essentially i'm a freelancer and what that means is that i don't get a paycheck every two weeks i don't get a paycheck every month unless i'm doing work and i'm going out there and finding it and i definitely had a few months where i was getting the business going where i said i don't know if this is going to work you know, I had taken a huge risk and brought on a coach for $11,000 that I didn't have. Uh, I had taken a huge risk on, you know, spending money on on trying to get business cards and a website up and a lot of time and effort and all these things. And I think it's, it's not that I felt that I had failed, but I felt like I was going to fail for sure. Mm. And so there was this very certain feeling of, you know, looking into my invoicing software and being like, wow, I made like a tenth of what I made last month and rent is due next week and my car needs new brakes and, you know, everything just kind of piles on at the same time. But I think what I've learned out of a lot of this stuff and time and time and time again, it's it's showing up for me is that when you kind of release uh, your need to control what's going on in your life, the world just kind of opens up and gives you what you need. And I know it sounds odd to some people and to others who are like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. So what I mean by that is, you know, I've had weeks where uh, I have no work and I'm like, I don't know where the money's going to come in from. 
I'm not sitting there like the secret and just saying, you know, if anyone's ever read the book or seen the documentary about it, I'm not sitting there and saying, oh, I wish that paychecks would just show up in my mailbox and they show up. Like, I'm not saying that's how this works. But what I'm saying is when you're completely dedicated to what you're doing and you reaffirm that you're not going anywhere and you're not going to budge, I think that the world starts to open up and, and you know, send things your way. And uh, sure enough, I've had that happen where I have like two or three weeks of nothing and then I get in a $5,000 client and it's like, wow, that makes up for the last three yeah. weeks of not making anything. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those like things that you can't quite explain and I can't exactly give you instructions on how to make that work. But I think it really just requires an open mind. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes back to what you said earlier that you really have to strip down to the core, figure out what it is that mo- drives you and motivates you because you're going to have to sometimes go through those lean periods where uh, it's it's testing you. It's a test, right? You know, are you sure this is what you want? And uh, it sounds like it, it really is about having that that focus, but at the same time, letting go of that illusion of control. So I think that's really, I think that's really illustrative, not only in your journey, but for our listeners who may be facing that or, and I think something that you said that is really, really poignant, it's, it wasn't even the fear of failure, but the fear of anticipating failure that uh, was giving you that anxiety. And I think that's really an important distinction, because if when we look at it, a lot of what holds us back is an actual failure. It's the fear of anticipating that failure, something that hasn't necessarily even occurred yet. Yeah, and the one other thing I would bring up too, which I might have not ever brought up on a podcast before, but uh, I probably mentioned once or twice that as a kid I used to bowl quite often. Bowling was a, a favorite sport of mine, and I got very competitive. We used to travel around the country every summer and go to tournaments all over the United States, but you know, I was uh, being super competitive. You can also get super angry if mm. things don't go your way. Yeah. And um, people don't realize how many factors actually go into getting that ball down the lane and hitting the pins in the same place every time. Uh, there's actually oil that they oil the lanes with. Uh, every bowling alley does it in a different pattern in how they do it. Uh, sometimes the middle has more oil and the outside has less. And so the ball can spin and hook all the way across the lane. Mm, and interesting. one of the things that happens when you get angry is, you know, you get really frustrated and you probably throw a couple of gutter balls. Yeah. And for us, you know, as I'm getting more and more upset, what had happened was we're actually making adjustments based on where our feet are placed, where we're standing, how many steps we're taking as we walk up to the lane. We're also adjusting where we're throwing the ball on the lane. There's little arrows that uh, a lot of the professional bowlers keep track of where they're throwing the ball, where it's landing, how far out they're throwing it. And Anytime I get frustrated, my coach would come to me and say, go back to basics. You know, we're moving and making way too many adjustments. You know, if I had moved my feet over by two boards and I was throwing it at a certain arrow and it just wasn't working, she would say, go back to basics. I always had a starting point that I started from on any lane, regardless of the the oil pattern or anything. And what that meant was I would go back to where my feet are supposed to stay. I would go back to my normal pace for walking down the lane 
throw the ball in the same place I normally would, and then readjust from there. And I think that's a really important thing to bring up. It's a little hard to explain with without people having bowling experience, but I'm pretty sure everyone's been to a bowling alley. I think so. and and everyone has had the experience of getting that frustration and then afterwards just throwing those gutter balls right afterwards. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, And I haven't been bowling in years, Zephan, but that picture is so clear in my head. So uh, I think that's a great, great share. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I think that, you know, it's it's all about when you've made too many little adjustments yeah. and whatever you're trying to do isn't quite working anymore, it's time to go back to just the solid foundation of what you know to be true. And that might not be the best move, but then you readjust from mm-hmm. there and start making changes again. So moving forward, listeners, sometimes pivoting or shifting course is really about going back to basics. And as Zephan has shared, I think that is just a fantastic analogy. I mean, I think it fits with bowling, but I also think it fits with careers, with business and with life that sometimes we make so many micro pivots and we we lose course so sometimes it's about reframing it going back to basics and then you'll be able to make the right adjustments well Zephan, we're now going to move into something that i call the knowledge burst session and this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that our listeners can start using today to move forward so i'd like you to pick one a particular movie book, song, and I'm going to add to this cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. So movie would definitely be Into the Wild. If you've ever seen that, uh, it's based on a true story of a guy named Chris McCandless, who essentially gives up on going to college to wander off around the country and, and to see the world. Um, it doesn't quite end in the best way because he uh, had the unfortunate misadventure of eating poisonous berries. He had been learning how to live off the land and eat plants. But uh, the story itself is really just the story of experiencing what's out there. And, and I think that that's what life is all about is just experiencing. You know, we're here to to just be. You know, everyone wants to uh, try to come up with some deeper, bigger meaning for it. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to just be. And so I think that that movie has been, it's had a huge impact on my life because uh, that was part of the inspiration for me to just say, I'm going to go travel around the country for two months. Um, And then I think, let's see, you know, there's a lot of good books. Of course, I recommend my own, but, you know, I'm not this crazy English scholar. So there's even still some, uh, some writing mistakes in there. But um you know, I'm going to have to say, I don't want to be cliche. I don't want to say like the four hour work week or something like that. <laughs> you know, the one thing, there's a book called The One Thing. And that's actually where I got the domino thing from uh, that I mentioned earlier today. And the one thing is really just all about focus and figuring figuring out, you know, what's the only thing that you really need to do right now? Um, and their subtitle is The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. Oh, and the truth is that you just need to focus on one thing. But they, they really created an amazing book. Uh, there's some cool illustrations and drawings in there that support what they're saying to help uh, visual learners like me understand better. And it's written by Jay Papasin and Gary Keller. Uh, so I highly recommend that book. Excellent. Zephan, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. And I'm really excited to hear your, you know, any particular system that you use. 
Totally. So people always wonder how I do it. Cause if you look at my calendar, it's like this, it could be a coloring book. It's like this crazy color coded mess. But, um, I actually, I don't look at my calendar in the time management sort of sense up front. I actually look at it as it's a to-do list and then I rearrange things after that. So I use my calendar to see what's on my plate first and then I move them around with an estimate of how much time those items are going to take so that I can see where I can build the spaces into my day for other things. So for example, I'm going to work out regardless, but I want to figure out the smartest way to put that in there. So if I know that I have a bunch of calls in the morning, I can kind of see what's on my to-do list and where I have those breaks to put things in that are important to me. Uh, Never do I have a day where it's totally blocked off and I can't do that. I, I very specifically um, move things around so that I can accomplish what I want to do. But I think it also supports my mentality for thinking that uh, you're not going to be successful if you work on one project all day. I always like to change things up and move things around. So I tend to do stuff uh, every hour. It's something different. I'm never working on the same project for more than an hour or two. Um, and I don't use any fancy calendar. You know, I've got just the Apple calendar, uh, but I also combine it with things like my Google calendar, which allows me to book appointments for phone calls, whether it's for uh, coaching clients or for the podcast. And uh, I can kind of manage that availability using a tool called Acuity. So which I use Acuity. Acuity scheduling. I use it now thanks to you, Zeph, and it was a fantastic recommendation, and it's really been a a great, great tool. So thank you so much for that one. Yeah, and you can really see that they're putting a lot of time and effort into it because they did a whole overhaul recently and updated how it all looks and how it functions. And so I think that they're really trying to push forward and went over a lot of the entrepreneurs. Yeah, and I think they're well on their way. And Zephan, to that, and feel free if you want to expand on Acuity, but uh, what is a favorite app, website, or I'm going to add to this productivity hack that proved to be the game changer for you? Favorite app or website? You know, I use so many different apps, but the big one that's come up for me lately is Binaural Beats. Uh, And if you look at, there's a beta waves, theta waves, and delta waves. And these are sound waves that your phone can play. You plug in your earbuds. And depending on whether you're trying to be creative, if you're trying to relax or go into a deep sleep phase, uh, these are sound waves that resonate with certain parts of your brain that help encourage those things. And uh, it's very strange because I'm someone who can never fall asleep. I always lay down in bed and it takes like hours at a time. And on the few nights where I'm really up late and I just can't get to bed, I turn on theta waves or delta waves and just listen for like 15 minutes. It's got a sleep timer built in and that's allowed me to get to sleep faster. That's great. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that one. Can you say the name of that app one more time? Yeah, so the the technology that it uses is called binaural beats. It's I think it's like B I N A U R A L beats, but the app itself is just called Beta Waves, and then there's another app in the same umbrella called Theta Waves, and then Delta Waves. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, thank you so much for sharing those. Yeah, I think they've been pretty cool, you know, and it's doesn't work every time for me. I think it's one of those things you have to build up the habit of it. But I think that it's been pretty neat to, uh, to check that out and just try to experiment with that. 
Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Stefan, so we have listeners from many different backgrounds and walks of life, and some of whom may be struggling to find their life, their purpose, their next career. So what is the one thing that Moving Forward listeners can start doing today to move forward? Yeah, so the one thing I would say, and this is something that's also going to benefit you when you're trying to figure out where that time is in your day that you can spend working on your dream, is that you should really keep a running calendar, just a paper calendar. Don't even put this in your phone. Just carry like a little notepad or a paper and a pen. Um, When I did it, I had like a little post-it pad and I just kept it in the back pocket of my jeans. And keep track of where you are, what you're doing, and where your time is going just for a week. And then look at that week and say, oh, I wasted, you know, two hours on this night because House of Cards came out and I binge watched (laughs) on it on Netflix. Or, you know, it's one thing if you're spending time with the family, right? But you're going to find points in time where you're wasting time, guaranteed. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, And just really track a week and see where it goes because I think you're going to find what you're doing that's no longer serving you. And this is part of getting you to where you want to be and in doing the things that you love. And you're also going to find the things that you really enjoyed that week. You know, looking back at that calendar, it's not just about where the time goes, but it's also about where your attention goes. You know, did you take time out of the day because you really missed playing a musical instrument and you spent an hour, you know, picking it back up again and playing guitar? Uh, You know, did you take an hour out of your day because you really want to get back into exercise and fitness and you haven't been in the gym in months and you decided to go on, you know, a two hour hike? And look at those things that you're doing because that's going to start getting you in the right direction. I'm not saying that uh, you'll see, oh, I did a hike and it was great and that's, you know, you're going to go become a park ranger. But what that's going to allow you to do is add the things into your schedule that you enjoy doing more of. And as you start to do that, the world's going to open up and keep sending things your way that you want to keep doing. Yeah. And I love the, I, I love that habit of just putting it on a piece of paper, the physical act of writing it down, not just putting it on your phone where so much of our lives are right now, but having a separate physical piece that's in your back pocket, that's almost your accountability uh, buddy right there, you know, just forcing you to really account for where you are at any particular moment. And I love that. Just start with one week and then go back and look over that week. And if you really want to get technical, you know, write down what you're eating, too, if you want to track why you're feeling so sluggish. You know, maybe it's because you decided to go out to Dunkin' Donuts and get that bacon, (laughs) egg, and cheese on a bagel for breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. And and track what you're buying because then there's no question of where the money went, you know. So I, I think that this kind of works in so many different areas because it's not just time management, but it's also to figure out what are the things you want to do more of. And then, you know, health wise, where are you spending uh, money financially? Where are you exerting the most energy physically, uh, mentally? Where are you getting drained? And you're going to see a lot more about your day that you can start to change. Absolutely. Zephan, what is next for you? 
So I'm working on quite a few projects kind of behind the scenes under wraps. Uh, I've been starting to coach and consult people one-on-one. So I've done consulting with a lot of the things that I've accomplished, like book writing and, and publishing, as well as podcasting and things of that nature. But I've also had quite a few coaching clients one-on-one over the last year that I'm really loving because uh, I've been taking on clients from all over the world. You know, I'm coaching someone from Brazil right now and to be able to make a change in his life for his family, you know, he's married, he's got a one-year-old at home, to be able to to walk him through and, and be that accountability person for him that he's wanted for the last two or three years is just such a great feeling. And so, you know, coaching is gonna, gonna ramp up. I would love to uh, put out a couple more books. So I'm working on a few projects there that are kind of secretive. So we're not gonna <laughs> tell you what they they are, but definitely stuff to look forward to. And of course, the podcast is going to keep rolling right along. We've had uh, 42,000 listeners in oh, the wow. last year, yeah. and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. That's not that's not something that you can just give up. Absolutely. So. Well, congratulations. That is fantastic. And I know that our listeners are going to look forward to all of the exciting projects and endeavors that you have coming up. And I'm excited to hear about those books, you know, and, uh, you know, we, you heard it here today, moving forward listeners. So Zephan is planning out his next book. So fantastic. Yeah. And Zephan, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about your podcast, the book, and your coaching? So right now, if you head on over to yearofpurpose.com, uh, we have quite a few things, including a little eight-day course where you get an email to your inbox every day. Uh, and that's proven to be really valuable to people. There's like a little Facebook comments thing on the inside of it. And I can see there's a ton of interaction and, and there's a lot of people that are getting value out of that. So definitely recommend that. Uh, if you're tuning in right now, if you're like in the car somewhere where you can't really write it down or remember it and you have an iPhone, all you need to do is go to getyop com in Safari on your iPhone and it'll actually like flip right over into the podcast app and it'll give you uh, the Year of Purpose podcast to tune in and check it out. Fantastic. And I recommend all of you, if you're not already, do hit that subscribe button on Year of Purpose. It is a fantastic inspirational podcast that Zephan has put together. Zephan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to share your experience and your knowledge burst with our listeners so they can move forward. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me here, John. And, you know, just for everyone tuning in, this is just so much as much about John or as me as it is for John. John is running this show here, doing an awesome job. And if you like this show, you know, every little bit helps. So to, you know, subscribe, to give him a star rating and leave a review for him is a big deal for him. You know, we as podcasters rarely get the chance to, uh, you know, interact with our audiences. And this is one of the ways in which you can tell us that we're doing a good job here. So if you like John's show, and if you don't, you should still do this anyway. Leave a review so we know how to be better, so we know how to make this for you, because at the end of the day, we're here for you. Absolutely. And listeners, for more information on Zephan and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.